area residents who suffer from everyday boredom. Do you sit around at night looking at your phone while trying to find something to do? If so, ask your doctor about Cerrito Trivia. Well, actually, that'd be a little weird. Instead, just stop playing on your phone and start inviting your friends to play Cerrito Trivia. It's more than just your average mind-numbing pub quiz. It's a trivia night with questions about stuff you and your friends know and like. Featuring unique weekly themes, including TV shows, movies, music, current events, and more. All shows are free to play. For more information on locations, times, weekly themes, and drink specials, visit CerritoTrivia.com or like Cerrito Trivia on Facebook and browse the best team name Hall of Fame. And by the way, did you know Cerrito Trivia isn't just for bars and restaurants? Contact CerritoTrivia at gmail.com to bring Memphis's most unique trivia experience to your next party, work function, or special event. Cerrito Trivia is the perfect prescription for everyday boredom. Warning side effects may include wind prices, laughing out loud, high five eating mass quantities of delicious food, consumption of adult beverage, rock, paper, scissors, and spending quality time with friends. Now play Cerrito Trivia every Monday night at Canvas, every Tuesday night at Rec Room, and East Memphis Mellow Mushroom, every Wednesday night at Tampa Tap, downtown, and every Thursday night at the Green Beetle, the Arcade Restaurant, and Pimento's Kitchen and Market. CerritoTrivia.com That's right. It is time to talk wrestling on the radio. And Lance Russell joins us to kick off the show. He needs no introduction. He is the voice of Memphis Wrestling. What's up, Lance? How are you today? Dustin, it is so good to talk with you again, buddy. I don't get very often to do it, but... When I do, we, we we mix up a whole lot of stuff in there, wrestling and all. Yep, that's exactly right. And the only thing better than talking to you on Championship Radio is seeing you live in person. And you're going to be here next week in Memphis, Tennessee, live and in living color at uh, Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill, downtown Memphis. You, I know you're fired Absolutely. up about that, right? Yeah, yeah. It's April the 22nd. Don't forget that, folks, if you've got a mind like I do. <laughs> and uh, it's going to be 5 o'clock will be uh, the question and answer time. 6 o'clock on the uh, 22nd of April will be dinner. Ooh, boy, we'll be having a good one. Hey, now. <laughs> uh, uh, 7 o'clock, uh, we are going to just have a lot of fun talking with all the people right there. Yeah, it looks and, like uh, uh, we'll be looking for questions and answers coming from all of you out there. That's right. It's one night, two legends. It's a tribute to Lance Russell and Dave Brown. What I think, and Kevin Cerrito, I know I'm speaking for you as well, mm-hmm. the greatest broadcast team in the history of professional wrestling. There's a 5 p.m. VIP Q&A meet and greet. It's only $10 to get in. The 6 p.m. dinner that Lance was talking about, you have dinner with Lance and Dave. That's only 10 bucks, so it's very, very affordable. 7.15, there's Memphis Wrestling Hall of Fame induction, Kevin. Right. So I can only imagine that Lance and Dave are going to be inducted there. And then also attending, you have a couple of other legendary wrestlers that are going to be there. Superstar Bill Dundee, Coco Beware, oh. Randy Hales will be there. And also, they're teasing a major announcement. Any idea what this major announcement is, Lance? Hey, I just can't imagine <laughs> what there is. I heard there was some kind of real strong going on in there and... Something to do with wrestling. Well, I, well, yeah. Davey and I had uh, something to do with wrestling. I don't know. We'll just have to find out what it is. That's right. You have to show up next week, April 22nd. But how you been doing, Lance? You been doing okay? Uh, just been doing great. Just better than, I, better than I should. That's the way my mama used to say. <laughs> how you doing? Doing better than I should. That's all there is to it. Right. I'll be looking to be better off when I get that. April the 22nd going and have all the folks there and they've got questions and answers and things like that. And there's just nothing I'd better do but shut up and let somebody else talk for a little while right there. <laughs> all right, we're, t- we're talking with, with Lance Russell, the legendary voice of Memphis Wrestling. Lance, uh, one of the big stories uh, recently involving you is that you joined Twitter. Yes, so, As a matter of fact, how do you know that Twitter? Yeah, we follow it, you. I did. It was just well, you must because you uh, 
it's just been the last couple of days that I was there, and I am having such a ball with this Twitter. It is brand new to me, and I know a lot of people say, ah, oh, newcomer, huh? Yeah, well, that's, that's the way it is, and I'm just going to have a lot of fun with it, I hope. I know already I've had a lot of fun with a lot of folks from Twitter, and we hope maybe we'll be talking with you on it, okay? What, All right. What What brought you to Twitter? Why did you join? Uh, well, there just to be, seemed to be so many uh, things that were happening, and there were so many people that were on Twitter, and everywhere I'd go, somebody'd say, hey, I got a little Twitter follow here for you, and I, <laughs> and I couldn't believe it, and so I just fell into it because there's too many people that I was missing by not being available on it, and so I just joined it, and I have had nothing but a ball of fun and that's where I'm hoping I can with a lot of the folks out there in radio championship land. Now, there, there, there was an imposter on Twitter. Can you believe that somebody was pretending to be you? They started a Twitter mm. account and they said they were Lance Russell, and they were. It's just somebody that's a complete imposter. Hey, yeah, Jim Cornette uh, fooled even. Jim Cornette actually thought it was the real Lance Russell, so they must have done a really good job. At, Get uh, out of here! I hadn't talked to Jim personally since that happened, but. I'm looking forward to it, and I'm interested in hearing exactly how that came up. Yeah, they did it happen though, and there was, uh, and uh, that is not an unusual thing. It's it, sometimes right. there's a championship. I mean, a uh, imitation thing right. that somebody wants to start doing, and there you go. Yeah, right. As they, you know, as the old saying goes, I mean, often, often imitated, but never duplicated. Right, right. You know, yeah, yeah, I've been. Know, th- I've been friends with Lance on Facebook for, for quite a while, and I know that any time that you post a video or a picture or an update, all the fans and, and, and wrestlers like to reach out and talk to you. So you guys can now follow Lance on Twitter. It's at Memphis Lance, and he's very interactive. So if you send him a tweet, chances are he's going to respond to you. You could talk to the legend himself. So you can't confirm. Yeah, I'm a li- you can- I was just going to say it may take me a little bit to get all the way on to right. it, but... I think you know me well enough that if you get me started, then you better start looking for the stop button right then because <laughs> it's not too easy to get me stopped. <laughs> All right, Lance, so you can't confirm at Memphis Lance. That is you. People know that is you. They can follow that and know that's not an imposter at Memphis Lance yeah. on Twitter. Remember what that is, Memphis Lance, and we'll be looking for the real Lance Russell. I think I know where I can find him. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, it's so much fun. And it's going to be, this is going to be brand new for me. And it's going to be a whole lot of fun talking to all the folks out there in uh, Memphis Lance. And can't wait to get started. And right. your choice of photos for your Twitter is just, it's just outstanding. One is a, a classic throwback photo of you inter- interviewing the King and Jimmy Hart in the TV5 studios, which I'm guessing is from the, the late 70s, early 80s. And then you've got your, your uh, banner, yeah. your banner photo is just from a couple years ago with you oh, interviewing yeah. Jerry Lawler and Jimmy Hart as the same two guys. Flash forward, you know, 30 years at FedEx former Grizzlies wrestling night. That's Great pretty pictures. cool. Yeah. Yeah. They've got, they've got about the same length of time on them that I have. So yeah, <laughs> 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 uh, we're looking for all of the scoundrels to be right along there. We talk about it right along there and it's not going to be all right unless you're right there with us too. And you just uh, run it down and we'll be talking with you and, Having more fun and re- oh, you remember that back when Coco Beware yep. and then some of these other guys? You know, oh boy, am I going to have fun with that? I'm sure and there will be. Uh, I'm sure there's going to be some Andy Kaufman stories that you're going to have to tell as well. That's something that uh, Memphis wrestling fans love to talk about. And that's something that we don't have any objection to talking about. So looking for us right there, Kelly. Uh, is this is this? Come here, the 22nd, that's what it is. Yeah, next uh, Saturday, one week from today. Yes, yes sir, one I week expect, from today. I expect a place to be absolutely packed. You know, the Redbirds are playing baseball again downtown in Memphis. The Grizzlies are in the playoffs. There is a playoff game set for that wow. night. You guys are going on before all that takes place, so I can only imagine that downtown is just going to be smothered with all sorts of uh, sports fans and wrestling nuts to come out and see Lance and Dave and and support those teams down downtown. So it, I look forward to it being a 
uh, jam-packed, uh, not only afternoon, but evening as well. Ooh, that's going to be a very special thing, and I sure hope you'll join us with us. It's the first time that we've had an opportunity to uh, uh, go do a wrestling match at a at a, uh, a, a ball game. <laughs> right. That that that's what will be fun too. Just just looking forward to it. April the twenty second, as a matter of fact, the question and answer period starts at five o'clock and. Uh, we, this, uh, this seems like a perfect time, Lance, for them to finally give you the key to the city here. Oh, you, hey you, and, you and Dave need Ooh, the key to the city. Yeah. Uh, we need to message the mayor. We need to get everybody listening <laughs> here. Contact the, the mayor's office here because if, if Lance is traveling in from Pensacola, Florida, uh, you don't do it very often anymore. So it's a very rare opportunity for folks to see you. Unfortunately, that's true. I, I don't, and that this is one of the times where I'm really looking forward to doing it. And what is particularly special, and it's been a while since Davey and I have had a chance to get together and uh, do some of that bulling around and talking about wrestling and a lot of other things, too. And we're going to be doing that, though, as long as we can get some questions and answers. We'll show you right there to talk to you about it. I think that's the way it goes, isn't it, partner? That's, oh, you'll be answering questions all yeah. day and all night if uh, <laughs> if, if you let them. <laughs> all right, we'll let them. We'll let them. All right, Lance. Thanks. Thanks so much for joining us. Um, we do. Oh. We really do appreciate it. I mean, it's always an honor and a privilege to have you on on the air um, on on this program to talk about wrestling. I mean, you're you're, you're an icon. Uh, Memphis is lucky. So lucky to have you for for so many years. And I'll be excited to have you back in Memphis uh, next uh, Saturday. So thank you so much, we, Lance. Uh, we, we appreciate it very much, and we're looking forward to picking it up again when the 22nd comes and we get a chance to talk to you, whoever it may be. All right. Thank you so much, Lance. Okay. Everybody go follow Lance on Twitter, at Memphis Lance. Hey, you know, I'll, I have to be at the uh, the ball games early, so I have to report to FedEx Forum early. I'm going to go a little extra early so I can stop by and see Lance and Dave, hopefully get some pictures right. and post those as well. Always love seeing Lance. Any any uh, any uh, final words today, Lance, for the for the listeners here in Memphis, all the wrestling fans? Well, I think that you're going to find it gelled up just as much as we have had any uh, situation involving wrestling and anything in the last little while on it. We are looking forward. When I say we, who do I mean? I mean my special buddy, Mr. Dave Brown. It's going to be right there with us. And we're going to be sitting down talking all the big-time stuff with you, and you're the ones that have to ask the questions, and we'll try to give you the answers on them. Thanks for talking about it. All right. Thank you so much, Lance. Okay, buddy. Lance Russell joining us. Um, again, follow It's It's great. Nine, he's 91. Yeah. He's yeah. 91. And he's all over social media, too, and that's not even a joke. He's responding. He's uh, tweeting out some pictures. I saw one of him and Paulie dangerously. Like you said, all the classic photos that he's tweeting out and kind of gives you a little behind the scenes on it. But it's called One Night, Two Legends. That's next week, one week from today, April 22nd. It's the tribute to Lance and Dave at Jerry Lawler's Hall of Fame Bar and Grill. Downtown Memphis, 5 p.m. is a VIP Q&A. Only 10 bucks. 6 p.m. You could have dinner. Have you ever had dinner with Lance? I have not had dinner with Lance with Dave. Well, Well, you're not going to be able to sit at the table with him. not have. I don't know. But anyway, that's 10 bucks as well. I know, you, I know some people you've had dinner with recently. Yeah. Delete. Delete. <laughs> Delete. Delete. Funny story. After uh, they debuted at WrestleMania, I haven't even talked to you live on the radio since I was there live at WrestleMania. At WrestleMania. Right. But uh, so we Brady. Were off, we were off last week. Yeah. You were at WrestleMania. Uh, it's awesome. We have a, a couple minutes. We'll get into that. We'll get, hold on. Hold on one second for, yep. your, for your wrestling because we've got to tell the folks about here. what's happening here a little bit later on here in the Cerrito Live Wrestling. We're going to be joined by Justin Roberts. On the program, and the biggest story in wrestling this week, which made, has made national headlines, Deadspin, uh, Sports Illustrated, uh, not ESPN, though. Oh, hey, um, I wonder how that happened. Uh, Justin Roberts will join us to talk about the entire uh, situation involving not only just him and JBL, but JBL and the bullying in WWE. Is it a problem? Is it is it not a problem? Justin Roberts, former uh, ring announcer, and he has a new book out. Uh, he will join us a little bit later on on this edition of the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour, which uh, one of the reasons we wanted to have Lance on today, not only because he's going to be in Memphis next week, because we are ushering in a new era of the Wrestling Hour, hour yet again. Oh, yeah. 
So uh, the next, uh, the evolution of this hour is the Cerrito Live shakeup earlier yeah, today. Yeah, I saw you tweeting hashtag Cerrito Live shakeup and thinking, what is going on? Right. Am I being drafted over or traded over to the, uh, what would you say, the Nashville Sucks segment? Right, yeah, you're, you're going <laughs> to the Nashville Sucks segment, moving everything around. No, uh, it's not that big of a shakeup, but it is a big shakeup because it is a, is a time slot. Uh, shake up. So we are going to be moving the entire show of Cerrito Live, which uh, typically for years and years we have aired it from 11 to 1 here on Sports 56. We're moving to 10 to noon. So we're going to okay. 10 to noon. And that little, means that little, wrestling will go back to the way it used to be. Right. 11 a.m. on a Saturday That's morning. That's right. Just be, like old school USWA, old Memphis wrestling, all those years was from 11 to noon. Instead of watching it on TV, you're going to hear it right here on Championship Radio right. from 11 to noon. So in, instead of Turning your TV to TV5, you'll turn your radio to Sports 56. So we're, we're bringing uh, wrestling back to exactly, almost exactly, right? To right. where it needs to be. It's, it's Saturday morning. Oh, and we're going to bring all the legends. We'll bring all the legendary superstars here. Hall of Famers, guys that came through Memphis. We just had Lance Russell on. Right. I mean, so, come on. So the, the the big shakeup today, we're getting a new time slot. It's starting next week, 11 AM. Instead of watching championship wrestling, you're going to listen to some championship radio here on uh, Sports 56, Sports Entertainment 56, uh, for for that hour each each (laughs) week. So so I'm real excited about this, Jacob. So it's a little Cerrito Live Daylight Savings time here. We're falling back in the spring. It's a little bit different than than spring and forward. So so set your, your, your reminders and your clocks. Of course, if you can't tune in live, Dustin, how can they also you listen to it? absolutely should be subscribing. Slap that subscribe button down on iTunes or wherever you listen take to that your podcast. subscribe button to Slap City. Yes, take the subscribe button to Slap City. I love it. But, uh, yeah, you can always Let me get, write that down so it'll be in, get the, it on it'll iTunes. Be in the, the new promo. We'll you can go to CerritoLive.com and listen. And they, we have interviews from, from a couple of years back with, with everybody from Bret Hart, the hitman. He came on. We've had... Uh, uh, Charlotte Flair, we've had Becky Lynch, we've had James Storm, Bobby Lashley, Jerry the King Lawler, Superstar Bill Dundee, Lance Russell, you name it, and they have been on this program. And uh, I guess it's a perfect time to announce that next week we're going to have a former WWE trainer and a former uh, Memphis wrestling star. He also was big in Texas. Dr. Tom Pritchard will join the program. You left off right a, here next like week. His, his, his top accolade right now. Well, what's his top his number gonna... one? His number one credential right now is he's <sighs> the brother of Bruce Pritchard, the big podcast star. Now, if I told Dr. Tom <laughs> that his claim to fame right now was his brother, he would probably lay the smackdown on me. <laughs> But that's true, yes. We can absolutely talk to him about... We'll definitely talk to him about being the brother of Bruce Pritchard, who is a a megastar right now. He'll be on the show next week. So, uh, anyway, reminder, 11 a.m. now for the wrestling hour. 11 a.m. every week, but subscribe on iTunes, favorite podcast provider, in case you miss it. Absolutely. Uh, And Dr. Tom, you know, we have on April 29th, NXT will be in South Haven at Lander Center. And most of those guys that you see on TV now and some of those guys that you'll see at NXT, Dr. Tom Pritchard played a huge role as head trainer in WWE's developmental of training these guys. So not only will we be able to get to uh, ask him about some of the current superstars, but then we can also ask him about who he feels is the next next NXT superstar that can make it to the main roster and make an impact. So. We'll be talking to him about all sorts For of things. For sure. Stuff. And as we do get closer to NXT, we will do a preview on this show. And it's no secret, me and Dustin, we, will, we are not the NXT experts by any means. We watch the takeovers, right? We'll right. watch the takeover yep. here or there. So we're going to have somebody, we're going to try, we're going to get somebody on this show who will be able to help guide us uh, and get you guys ready. Because even if you're not a fan of NXT, even if you don't watch it, like we weren't last year. You have we, to go. You, you have gotta, to go. We went last year at Mingo Hall. It's such a fun show yeah. to go to. And the wrestling's amazing. I'm going to try, try to drag CJ there if I can. I will be interested to see and i know we're jumping way ahead but i'll be interested to see how full they can pack that lander center i mean it's they a busy weekend over ten thousand people can be in there for pro wrestling i really believe it's that. a busy weekend and you said mm-hmm. you're not even going no i, I got to go to autozone park uh you know last they night hired you? no no you got my hired? wife is an mc out there so i was there last to, night this is very cute y'all go to every single game it's support Every single game, you go to every one of her games. Yeah. She goes to every one of yours. Yeah, it's very few that we miss. Brady's in studio shaking his head. Like, well, well, because me and Brady ride together, obviously, and we might miss one or two games a season. Maria, I think, only missed two NBA games this year. So we support each other in what we do. So, so I'll no, be there. There's no exceptions. Like, when would you miss a game? 
Maria is going to take you to Slap City for even I'm talking ask- about me missing I'm, a game. I'm asking if you would miss a game. I think it's great that you're there to support her, right? I understand. I think it's great. You should go to support. But like, what would be a scenario in which you would miss when you would miss a game? When would you miss a game? Because because um, NXT is NXT is coming to, to Memphis. So it's, it, we have got to be there for our listeners to report back. Kevin, I'm still fighting the good fight, my friend. It's not over. Oh, you might be there. You well, might. Be. I'm not saying that. <laughs> wink, wink. Your boy is still working a couple of different angles. I may or may not be so there. Maria's got playoff tickets. Yeah, of course. You think she'd miss the playoffs? They're investing a lot of money to support each other. Well, uh, I mean, hey, I'm on the rooster, man. But the uh, <laughs> the roster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so you still may go? I don't know. I'm, I'm fascinated. I'm. It's. It, it, it is. It's great. I mean, the power couple really. Y'all really do support each other. I just got a text. From Maria. From from my Maria. She oh, says no, she's, she's answering your questions for you. She says you'd have to be wrestling in NXT in order to miss the Redbirds game. <laughs> so oh, wow. if I'm booked and I'm scheduled to wrestle, I'm sure that she would probably miss the Redbirds game as well. <laughs> She'd have to be at ringside. Maria with me, right? stays heel when it comes to this show. Like she doesn't care about she don't care about the listeners. She's like, This is Dustin is mine. She doesn't want to share you with, with anyone else right. in this city. So she's, she's straight up. She's heel all the time, 24-7. Shout out to Marie, except when she's doing the, the Redbirds. Well, y'all were at the Redbirds last night, right? Yeah, we were. It was great. Uh, how The nachos are back. Did you get them? I did was not get the nachos. Day? I am dieting really, really hard right now because, as many of you might have seen on Twitter, we've been teasing that we're flying to Los Angeles, California tomorrow. Okay. And we're going – the only thing I can really tell you is that we're going to tape some television for a major network, and it's going to be a lot of fun. Oh, y'all are going on, Maury. We're finally going to... to uh... What would you say? What? <laughs> it's not the Jerry Springer show. It's, <laughs> it's not, not Maury. Maury. It's Who? Maury. No. It's not... What's some of the other ones? Geraldo. Say, how did, Does Ricky right. Lake still come on? Say how know. you worded it again. What is it? What's that? How did you word it? You're, it's a TV show? It's a TV show on a, on, a, on a big major network. Major network television show in Los Angeles. Oh, yeah. Don't it, be... Come on. Any what? more guesses? Cracking the story here or what? Is it Montel? Does Montel still come Montel? on? Hopefully I'll have a chance to go to Muscle Beach and post some uh, pictures from there. I'm sure you guys are looking forward to that. Oh. Because <laughs> we don't see your muscles every right. Saturday, right? right. <laughs> like, I mean, if I were you, I'd be like, every beach I go to is Muscle Beach. That's right, baby. I like that. I'm stealing it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so l- wrapping up the, Cer- the Cerrito Live shakeup. So we're starting 11 a.m. next week. We've got Dr. Tom Pritchard joining us as one of our first guests in, in our newer slot, still doing an hour of wrestling talk. Also happy to announce that Andrew Goldstein, who's been a regular on this show. By the way, uh, he hit a freaking grand slam on his WrestleMania predictions. If you have not heard that that uh, that Cerrito Live, you need to go back and check it out because it was the day before WrestleMania, and he called it just almost spot on. Like he's like he's like it was a spoiler. There, yeah. Like it was a spoiler. Like he's the guy we're doing the Reddit leaks. Um, they know they don't do those anymore. I don't think are they. Uh, but anyway, so Andrew Goldstein, former WWE creative team member, been on this show. Uh, Oodles at times. We follow him at Ainge Gold on Twitter. He will be joining us on a more uh, of a regular basis because he's going to be before every pay per view slash what do they call them WWE events, special events, or network yeah. events, whatever WWE network event. So before every pay per view, he's going to uh, join us to help. Uh, preview, predict, and fantasy book each one of those. So it's exciting to have him be a part of the of the team on an officially more regular basis. Absolutely, to have uh, Ainge Gold on there because he's great. He should have his own. Uh, we've talked about this. Like he should have his own podcast. Yeah. He should be the co-host on Cheap Heat. He should be be in your feeds all the time, and he's yeah. not. So we are honored uh, to hey, he's going to be on this show. That's so awesome. At least we can get him before every pay per view and talk to uh, Andrew Goldstein. So excited to have him be a part of that uh, moving forward as we move into our new slot next week so wrestlemania we have a couple minutes before we have to get into um to uh, roberts here in just a minute to talk about uh, bullying and other serious topics but wrestlemania i'm going to give you a couple minutes here to give me a recap real quick because we're, we're going to comment on the actual superstar shakeup at the end of the show okay so we can get our thoughts on that but you brady maria y'all right wrestlemania yeah it was pretty incredible it really was, and uh, you were asking me about my favorite matches and things like that, but it w- really wasn't about the matches best at thing that live. point. Best thing, li- best the thing best live, thing? the fireworks were incredible. The, the, that's the why you stage. won't miss That's really why you're going to that Redbirds game, because you just love fireworks. fireworks. No, fireworks. no, but the stage was like, what, 80 <laughs> yards long? I mean, it was just very, very special. The spectacle was, yes, of we, being at WrestleMania. The Undertaker. I almost, uh, almost got beat up by like a 16-year-old kid. 
Uh, immediately when we sat down in our chairs, they had Undertaker shirts on. I said, man, guys, it might be a rough night for you. You said that to them? Oh, yeah, yeah. And they what were they like, say? no, no, it'll, <laughs> it should be great. And so when Taker lost uh-huh. and he was putting his gear back on, I'm the guy that's like, what is he doing? Why is he up? Why is he putting his gear back on? He just got beat up by the, uh-huh. by the top dog. The guy literally turns around, not funny, buddy. Not funny. And, and so what you, you say something? And so I looked Did Brady at him, say I, anything? Brady was dying laughing. Uh-huh. So was Maria. I didn't even put him over. I was just kind of talking guys, to them. These guys, do they look then, goth? Do they look gothic? No, they no, look no. Like they're, then he they, flipped me off. I did not see this or, or, or else I would have bent him over my knee and gave him a spanking. So he, he was, was a kid. Yeah, he was really. And this mad. is like, this is like this could have been a big volatile situation because I know Brady is a diehard Roman Reigns fan, and we all know how the night ended. He would have got a Bill Street beatdown right then and there if he would have uh, gotten a little froggy and jumped. Uh, was it Bill Street? A Bill Street street fight? I guess it'd be a Bill Street fight. <laughs> Bill, Bill street, street beatdown, street. baby. That's no matter where you are. If you're getting beat up by somebody from Memphis, especially Brady Star and Dustin Star, it's a Beale Street beatdown. What I was confused about, you kept sharing photos from Camping World Stadium, and I thought that there was at Citrus yeah. Bowl. I don't. I don't. That's so all when they I said on back, television was. <laughs> also, I got to tell you that me and Brady were on TV. We were on WrestleMania. Oh yeah, y'all were a part of WrestleMania. Yeah. So during I did see the, that um, screenshot. It was the false finish where uh, Shane jumped across and did the coast to coast match of the night. No doubt about that. Yeah, they it started was with the match of the night. That was great. Um, I was telling people. Them, hey, that was gonna. That was the match. I thought that was going to be good, and it ended up being better than I thought it was going to be. We talked about even the though Hardy Shane boys. did not jump off or fall off anything. Big. Right, right. Well, I know Andrew Goldstein said that he would jump off of a roller coaster right. on top of AJ or something, but he uh, um, didn't do that. But uh, so was the match of the night live. Which one was the crowd then through the most? Oh, the Hardy Boys. The when the out. music hit for the Hardy Boys, the place went nuts. Um, I don't know, even know if I told this story on air, but we did have dinner with Matt Hardy when he was in Memphis, so we got a little bit of scoop on. Uh, you know the WrestleMania. He had feet uh, for he, dinner. He ate feet, right? He did. He tried to eat Maria's feet and hand, but you thought um, he'd be full after that match. After he actually, ate Maria's hand, off. we sat down at Huey's and I got elbowed in the back of the head, and it was Jerry Lawler and Randy Hales. So we all sat there and ate. But anyways, when they debuted so at you, WrestleMania, you broken Matt, Randy Hales, and the King, yeah, and Maria and Alfred and Brady. And Alf- Alfred, the biggest star of that group, yeah, right? Big Al. That's my <laughs> that's my bodyguard, Big Daddy Cool, I Big know, Daddy Al. Shut up. <laughs> oh, is he got is this Big Daddy Al? Isn't Big it? Daddy Al. So, um, anyways, when they debuted, the place went nuts. Me, Maria, and Brady were like, "That's our That's friend." That's the biggest up there. pop. Yeah, That's it was what it great. felt like. Brady said, "Hey, Dad, think we can eat dinner with Matt Hardy again tonight?" <laughs> and it felt like after that moment, Mania did go. It didn't. It, nothing lived back up to that moment. Like it slowly started uh, trending down a little bit from a TV view. I mean, it's a seven hour okay, event from TV view. Are yeah. you for or against a two two day Mania? A Saturday Sunday mania. Have it would a make, Saturday night show and a Sunday night show, each headlined by each. You have the yeah, but I look title, at it like they already have, though. I look like they already have. It's three days. They sold out three days. They sold yeah, out but the, the actual event that's seven hours. You cut it and make it two four hour shows. You no. do a four hour show on Saturday nah. night. That might happen in New Orleans next year. It could, but I, I don't know. I like it. I don't even know why we have a pre show at this point. Because it's an all-day event. Just count, po- anyway. count, count that other, but I don't know. It's way. So did y'all not feel like you were there for too long? Like how many meals no, did you I mean, eat inside of uh, the citrus bowl? Not, not. I don't think we ate. We we drank our calories. If you know, you what didn't I'm eat anything while you were there. She might have had some nachos or something, Maria. Yeah, no. Whew. No, man. And the only the only complaint that I would have. When did you get up to go to the bathroom? Uh, during the concert. I didn't see any of the concert. And you got back in time. It wasn't that Yeah, no, I just I had that no interest the, in the concert at your all. Your only complaint about WrestleMania. My only complaint would be that Access and the WWE Superstore were so far away from the arena. It was like a 20 to 30 minute drive, especially with traffic. It was probably longer. In a perfect world scenario, I would have liked to have been able to walk from Access and the WWE Superstore over to WrestleMania. If they're all in a, within walking distance, oh my gosh, man, the Uber fees were outrageous. Of course, taxis were as well. Right. It'd be well, that's going to be the thing about New Orleans. New Orleans is the, is the city for that to put stuff in walking distance. It's the city's fault more than anything. Else. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, it's just stuff. that's just how it was. I not much you probably could do about it. There mm-hmm. wasn't much around Camping World or Citrus Bowl, whatever you want to call it. Not much Many around different there. Names. Yeah, um, maybe it's interesting why they wouldn't call it Camping w- World. WWE's gone back to where like we're going to call it what we want to call it. Right. This is going to be our name. 
they write their own history. They do. There's proof right there. There's got to be some grudge. I, if anybody ever found out what that was, please tweet at me at Cerrito. I'm still so curious on why they never it called it weird. Camping World Because it's a sport, uh, all the major sports always call the venue by the name that has that is slapped on the building. They they yeah. That's what you call it. You don't call it whatever you want to call it because it used to be called something else. Anyway, right. so if you want more on Dustin's WrestleMania experience, I'm sure we'll talk about it over the next year as we on the road to WrestleMania. So so many people in Memphis planning to going down for New Orleans next year. But uh, go to Nerd901.com. They have a big interview up with, with Dustin Five Star. Our friends at Nerd901.com. Uh, a question and answer with, with Five Star about his experience at this year's WrestleMania and more thoughts about that uh, that has happened. So coming up, we're going to be joined by Justin Roberts, and we'll wrap the show up talking about the superstar shakeup. So uh, stay tuned right also, here. I've right. got a really good Mark Cuban story that I want to share with you. It's hilarious. All right, we'll see if we can fit all of this in in the, in the <laughs> final half hour of the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour right here on Sports Entertainment. 56, WHBQ and 87.7 FM. Attention all grandmas, grandpas, nanas, and papas. Bingo is not just for you anymore. Introducing Cerrito Bingo. It's the modern twist on a classic game for everyone to enjoy. Play 10 exciting rounds of free bingo every Wednesday night from 7 to 9 on South Main at the Green Beetle and every Friday night from 8 to 10 in Cooper Young at the Memphis Made Tap Room. For more info, visit the bingo page at CerritoTrivia.com. Cerrito Bingo is the game-o. Talking wrestling on the radio is Street Alive Wrestling Hour here each and every Saturday. Starting next week, we'll be in the wrestling time slot here in Memphis, Tennessee, Saturday mornings at 11 as we uh, have the Street Alive Shakeup, the Street Alive Daylight Savings Time as we're falling back an hour, and every week we'll be coming to you at 11 a.m., of course. The easiest way to make sure you never miss anything is by subscribing to Cerrito Live on iTunes. So the biggest story WWE wanted you to say happened this week was the superstar shakeup, but it ended up being uh, the fact that Mauro Ronaldo has officially uh, on is officially on his way out of mm-hmm. WWE, and then uh, has sparked a conversation about by many different media outlets, uh, national media outlets like Dead like Deadspin and Sports Illustrated, you name them except mm-hmm. ESPN right. has been talking about bullying in WWE, and one of the guys who. Uh, has been a big part of this conversation is former WWE ring announcer and uh, one of the guys who helped really uh, bring in Connor of Connor's Cure into WWE and he is now the author of Best Seat in the House, which you can get at justinrobertsbook.com. His name is Justin Roberts and he joins us now. What's up, Justin? Hey, guys. How are you? Hey, how are you? Thanks for joining us. I know you've been you've been doing oodles of interviews here the past couple of days as, you, as your book is getting a lot of attention. And this entire story and conversation has been getting a lot of attention. So we, we're going to just jump right into it, if you don't mind. Uh, it's been busy and people are curious. And uh, I tell everybody the same thing. It's like, hey, I'm just tell them my story of everything that happened. And some of the stuff came up was from like 2003 and people just didn't know about it. And they're just learning now as they read the book. So it's, uh, it's become relevant to, you know, what is the speculation for what's going on. Yeah, Justin, uh, it's Dustin, Dustin Starr here. I just want to say real quick, congratulations, and man, good for you, because there are so many guys who have worked, guys and gals, that have worked for WWE, they've experienced certain things in the business, and they just can't or just don't want to talk about it for fear of being blackballed out of the business or having it held against them, so I just want to say congratulations, and man, good for you yeah, for speaking up. Yeah, that's you know, people want to defend the company always, and it's not going to get better when that happens, and you just want to defend the company because everybody wants to work there or go back there. And uh, right. you know, I, I wasn't going after the company by talking about this stuff by any means. The the book is not to go after the company or go after individuals. The, the book is just, hey, I was a huge wrestling fan. I love wrestling. This is what I went through um, to get to the company and what it was like in the company. And in telling this, I, I have to be honest and, and tell people what the actual story was. So, 
when you get to my later years and, and people could say, you know, you said you were unhappy your last couple of years there. How could you ever be unhappy? You had the easiest job. You had the coolest job. What would make you unhappy? So for them to understand everything, you know, I take you step by step, everything that happened along the journey. So, of course, this stuff that happened a long time ago is getting brought back up now. And people are just learning about it because word never got out a long time ago. Right. And that's and that's what's important, I think, in this conversation, because there are, you know, or, or or folks out there who are saying you're just saying this stuff to push your book. But your book, I mean, you could not predict what was going to happen with Morrow. Maybe you could because you know what the culture is there. You know how JBL is. But like it just happens to be that your book is being used as an example uh, of what could have forced out Morrow Ronaldo from the uh, WWE. Yeah, it's not something that I did like, hey, let's you know make this scandalous and let's sell books. It's No, this is my book. just wanted to put it out there. And then because people are finding information that they never knew about, they're right. just using that because not many people put information out there. So um, although now I'm starting to see these reports and they, they talk about incidents that were publicly discussed over the years, like in, uh, I think, in the Hardy's book and other things that are coming to light now there are examples yeah there's examples the examples that you talk about in your book there's examples other people have talked about in other books that it's not just a matter of getting picked on like with words like there there is like there's actual actions that are being taken that could be considered uh bullying whether it was your example with the passport which just sounds just oh man just the word you wouldn't do that to your, to your worst enemy to so many different, more like even more controversial stuff happening in showers and things of, of that nature. Right. Oh, yeah, there's a, a lot of different examples. That's why yeah, it's, it's kind of hard when, when you're seeing people like trying to stand up and, and speak up for the company and just defend, um, you know, certain people. And like, come on, guys, you either A, you don't know the deal because you just came in now and it, it's a lot different. And you barely work there. You're like a guest of the company. And right. are you saying, oh, these accusations. Well, no, no, they're not accusations. It's a real thing. Like anything I said in the book is, is a real thing. It's not something that I'm making up or that anybody else is making up. It's, it's real stuff from people who were actually on the road with the company and the stuff used to happen. So um, it's, right. I, I get it. You know, people drink the company Kool-Aid and you know, I used to drink the Kool-Aid. Uh, it happens, but Nobody should try to discredit anybody who's actually gone through that because if you didn't go through that hell, you know, you really can't speak up about it. Right. In the, like in the interest of, of full transparency, you're, let's not beat around the bush, but you're, you, it seems like you're implying you're talking about Peter Rosenberg, the host of, of uh, Cheap Heat, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to. Uh, but it seems like you're, you're referencing what he was saying on his podcast this week, one of the most popular wrestling podcasts. Uh, I'm a big fan of Peter, Stat Guy Greg, everybody over there in Cheap Heat. But uh, he was quoted very interesting, took a very controversial stance on his show saying that, uh, that you're just – this stuff is just there to push your book and that you have an axe to grind with WWE. Yeah. yeah, it's, uh, yeah I don't know him at all and uh, just – embarrassing listening to the way he was drinking the Kool-Aid and just defending the company on something he knows nothing about. And he really doesn't. When you're a guest and you come from, he works for ESPN, right? Right. Yeah. When you come from ESPN, like someone like him, someone like Sam Roberts, the company really likes those guys and they work for, you know, outside uh, media companies and the company takes care of them and they treat them well. Like, Hey, you want to come do this? Hey, you want to come do that? And they let them come in and, and do what they do. But those guys weren't on the road in, in 2003 and <laughs> they didn't, they're not on the road regularly where they know how management works and that other side of, of management. So for him to go on this podcast and say, Hey, I work with JBL. He's great. Uh, yeah, you you showed up a, a couple of times and you've worked with him and maybe he's been cool. It's also you know 2017. It's it's a different time. Right. If you went the hell that so many guys and girls went through, you probably wouldn't be standing up for him. And then the stuff that he said with with myself and Connor, that's just uh, you know I, I flat out discussed that in the blog, in the book, um, and and again not trying to sell books. You could read that on the blog. You don't you don't have to get the book for that. It's, I, I clearly discuss why I bring that up and for him to say that I'm looking for credit and just really, really just 
appalling. Um, I, again, I don't know him, and to listen to that, it's it's embarrassing, it's uh, it's upsetting, but at the same time, he's trying to stand up for the company and make a good impression for the company based on, like you said, he goes, I don't know, you know, I, I don't really know because I don't know. He doesn't know all the guys. He doesn't know the history. He wasn't there. I get it. He's just trying to speak up for the company because he wants to make a good impression. So, so it, d- it does sound like you did go back. You did listen to that because um, because uh, this week there's a couple media personalities in both of them. Peter Peter Rosenberg being one of them at ESPN. The other one at ESPN is Jonathan Coachman, yeah. uh, who both kind of spoke out about. It. Now Coachman, he was with WWE at that time. What do you say about that? Coachman uh, is discussed in my book as one of the really great guys who took me under his wing. It really helped me when I got in there. Uh, Coachman is well aware of, he's a great guy, always liked him. And then when I saw him put out, there's no bullying, there's no hazing. Uh, he's well aware of everything that went back, that went on back then and knows the culture. But um, he's also good buddies with JBL and uh, he's close with Vince. So it blew my mind that he actually said that publicly, that he wasn't aware of any hazing or any anything like that. And um, I know 100%. He was there for that. He yeah, was, and hey, I agree with... It was just really disappointing. And I, I couldn't believe that. It's really disappointing. Yeah, I agree with your, where you're coming from. I mean, having worked in the developmental system, I was I was there, I believe, in 2010. Um, so, you, so you were there. I wasn't on the main roster and saw all the stuff that went on, but you even see some of that stuff in developmental. Coachman, it seems like he's trying to keep the, the path clear for himself if he wants to ever return to WWE. Um, Rosenberg, uh, as you said, is an ESPN guy. That is a totally different interaction than something that you would be doing, going to house shows and making all the events and you know mingling with the guys in the locker room and traveling with the guys. It's a totally different interaction than a special feature, so to speak, or a special guest that comes in, especially and he's from ESPN. About you know, is getting kicked out of the dressing room uh, being a storyline. Really? Because I was there, Miz wasn't changing in the, in the locker room. Miz was changing, you know, in a, a janitor closet or wherever he could. Uh, the, that's a real thing that happened for a long period of time, and Miz wasn't the only one who was banned from changing the locker room um, for stupid reasons. Yeah. Um, so for him to just be like, ah, Jamie just told me, you know, it's just ribbon. That, that's just storyline, storyline. Like, really? Right. I was there, and there were a lot of other guys who were there. So it's, unfortunately, it, it's not like it there's a bunch of people backing me because nobody wants to upset the company. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I'll say it, but there are a lot of people who could back me and probably do off the record. I've heard from a lot of people privately. I know Dave Meltzer was saying he heard from a lot of people privately. Um, you know, but the, the thing that I keep going back to is like this book, it tells the story. It's not just, it's not negative stuff. It's not, it's not all about this. It's not about this at all. It's just, there's so much other stuff in there and it, it tells a story of somebody who just loved wrestling, wanted to be a part of it, and what I got to do. So there's a lot right. of really good things in there too. So right, and some this, people know it's not like it's not like going after the company, and no, there's like there's a lot of fun stories. It's an excerpt that's that is relevant to what is happening right now, and is important to the conversation of what should the culture be like in a publicly traded company. Uh, in the United States, like, should the culture be the way that it is? And it, to uh, like, I guess one thing too, and you, we we keep going back to to, to Rosenberg, I guess, and, and the cheap heat rant, which seemed to have some some. Is- I had some issues with some things because he complained about relevant wrestlers, like no relevant wrestler has ever complained about about JBL, but. To me, if it is a bullying situation, JBL is not going to be bullying the Undertaker no. or anybody. Like exactly. in any in any bullying situation, you bully somebody you consider to be beneath you. Right. A lot of those guys who are sticking up from are like guys who came before him or guys that are bigger than him. And like they didn't go through the stuff that we went through. And it, and you think about it, and you think like, oh, you're just bullying, whatever, and you know, throw a set. It, it's not like that. The, the kind of bullying that went on wasn't. Uh, wasn't just like harmless, fun, like ribbing. It was some crazy stuff, some just really crazy stuff that went on. There's stories of it everywhere. Um, but at the same time, that was 2003. There's still bullying that goes on, but there's bullying that goes on between talent relations and the talent. I mean, the talent can't do anything because that's the only place to be. So talent gets bullied all the time by talent relations, by upper management. 
fans get bullied by the company. That's why I'll, I'll still talk about it because it's still going on in different forms. Uh, I talk about like Stein Guy in my book, who uh, who is from Texas and comes to a lot of shows, would always make entertaining signs. And anytime they saw him sitting in the TV section, they would move him to hard cam where he couldn't hold up his signs and take uh-huh. him off TV. Like, this is a guy who's paying for his tickets. He doesn't get them free. He pays for his tickets. And uh, it, stuff like that goes on. So um, it, it, it's bigger than JBL. It, it, it starts with upper management and it goes on. And it's just that's the mentality at the company and you being in developmental and knowing people in developmental, knowing people in the company, I'm sure, like, you know of stuff that goes on. Yeah. So it, it's a real thing. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and, and not just to uh... – Keep talking about uh, all the all the bullying stuff, but man, I mean, you started ring announcing when you were 16 years old. You were WWE from 20, 2002 to 20, 2014. So many different uh, elements, WrestleManias, pay per views, and everything else. What what you got, Kevin? Kevin was shaking his head at me. Huh? No, no, keep going. Oh no, no, I'm just saying there's so many other stories that go along with the book too, and I have not read it, and I cannot wait to get my hands. JustinRobertsBook.com is the website. We are talking with Justin Roberts, the former ring announcer for WWE. But uh, all right, was that it? Was that for you? All right, brother. We've been. You can tell we're a little rusty here on the show. Dustin hadn't been in studio in, in five weeks. He's at WrestleMania. <laughs> but um, anyway, we're talking with Justin Roberts. Uh, a couple more things. I guess I want to put a bow on this, or at least for the for the day, and and finish wrap up the conversation about about the bullying because it is the topic of the day, and it really is the biggest story in wrestling uh, right now. And really, it is. Have you reached out tomorrow at all? I don't know tomorrow. I've never known Moro. Um, I just know I, I like his work, and um, we've never talked. So, what do you think about the the rumors that WWE is going to try to make him sign a, a a thing where he won't speak publicly about about why he left WWE? <laughs> uh, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, I've heard many, many, many stories that are similar, and uh, I, I don't know. You know, I don't know him. I don't know if he would do that. Um, I wouldn't put it past the company to uh, go that route, but. Uh, We'll see what happens, I guess. And so there is it a big... turn out that Moro, that Moro says, oh, you know, something totally unrelated. Something else popped up. Who knows? Anything could happen. I don't know him, and I don't know his situation. That will be interesting. Yeah, there, there's a big push for folks online to fire JBL. Now, whether that is the thing they need to do, I don't know. I don't think it will fix the problem if they fire JBL. It seems like it's Absolutely. a culture I, issue. I don't, so. I don't think that would change anything. So what do they what do they need to do? What does WWE need to do to fix to fix the culture well, and the of the bullying? Now that people are aware of this, I'm just hoping like my hope in speaking up in the book was just that they would change that. Hopefully they would realize everything that goes on and everything that's wrong and just change that mentality. And it's like, hey, we could do whatever we want, we're the only game in town. But now if the outside world is aware of this, maybe there's a chance that maybe they won't do this anymore because out of fear that other people who are with the company now will stand up and say something i don't know i just i hope that they just treat everybody well because i wasn't treated well a lot of guys and girls there who weren't treated well so i hope they just start treating people better I mean, and that sounds easier said than done. It's because if it's a culture issue, I mean, you've got to figure out something that's got to, something does have to change. So, uh, it'll be interesting to see if there's any type of reaction, if the, how much further this story goes as we, uh, find out more and more of what actually happened with, with Morrow, which is the, the most relevant part of it now. But we are talking with Justin Roberts, former WWE ring announcer. Yeah, now I have a Justin Roberts story if you want to hear it. Oh, let's it, hear it. I don't know if Justin remembers this or not, but it was at FedEx Forum in Memphis. Does it have anything to do with holding up a sign? Yes, it does. Do you remember that story? Absolutely. I thought you were ribbing me. So so Justin comes back. I'm, a, I'm about to go out, and I think I was wrestling Matt Stryker that night. And, of course, FedEx Forum was jam-packed, and uh, Justin Roberts comes to me, and I believe it was one of our first times ever meeting, and he says, are you, are you Dustin Starr? And I said, yes. And he said, there's a ton of signs out there in the crowd. I said, get out of here. Literally thought you were just pulling one of those ribs that's not necessarily a bullying rib, just to be clear. But <laughs> well, there's a difference between joking around. Yeah, and, and, there's a difference. And, and uh, so he was very adamant on that, and I was thinking, this guy's crazy. There is no way. And so I wish that I had my cell phone or a picture when I got into the ring of what I looked out at, because there were several Dustin Star signs. So the people really came out for me in Memphis that night at FedEx Forum. Really? Yes. And I just looked over at Justin, and he was just kind of smiling. And that—that's. It seems like a very simple story, but. 
oh my gosh, that was great for me. And I thought that Justin was pulling a joke on me. <laughs> I had no idea what to expect. And I went out there and man, it was just, it was great. It that was, was great. cool. Very, very cool. And also, there's another Memphis story that I wanted to ask you about. It has a Memphis connection, and you've probably answered this a million times. But, you know, Daniel Bryan got his start right here in Memphis, Tennessee. And the infamous attack that allegedly got Daniel Bryan fired was he was choking you with the necktie. Can you tell us a little bit about that, kind of behind the scenes, if you can? Yeah, and I talk about that full story in the book, too. Okay. Um, It was uh, June June 2010. Right, in Miami, uh, Nexus came out and made their uh, presence felt, and uh, I was a victim. Everybody uh, around me would get beaten up uh, on a nightly basis, and uh, this time I wasn't safe. So um, <laughs> they came, and they, they knocked me out. They ripped my suit off. Uh, the tie didn't come off because it was knotted up, and uh, Daniel just saw me laying there and came up from behind and choked me. Um it wasn't anything that was discouraged. It wasn't anything like, don't do this. It was just go out there and do what you have to do. Right. And then he choked me. And a lot of times they make up rules that don't really exist until after you break them. And that was right. one of them. So everybody was happy that night. Vince was happy. I was happy. Nexus was happy. And then uh, they fired him that week, that Thursday, I think. And, uh, I was just, I, I thought it was a storyline. When I read that online, I, I really thought it was a, a storyline. And um, I reached out to, to Daniel that Friday, and he explained what happened. And they said they had to let him go. So it really sucked that he had to take the heat for it because he didn't do anything wrong. Yeah. He was doing what he was supposed to do. He was being resourceful. He's, he's a smart guy. He's very creative, very good at what he does. And I uh, saw an opening, and he took it. So, um <clears throat> It sucked, but at the same time, it worked out really well for him. He worked indies and made a killing that summer, right. and then came back in the main event at SummerSlam and uh, had a very good run after that. I was in developmental at the time, and uh, literally all the coaches, all the wrestlers there, nobody. We all thought it was a work. Nobody knew for sure if Daniel Bryan was really gone or not. I yeah. thought that was just incredible that even the coaches, and they probably were working us, who knows. So read, read more about it in Justin's book, justinrobertsbook.com. It's like selling out, so get your copy now. You're going to have to print some Yeah, more. Amazon's out. It's, uh, it's called Best Seat in the House, Your Backstage Pass, Your My WWE Journey. Amazon had like two left yesterday, and then it sold out. So now, instead of saying like ships today or ships in two days, uh, it says it might take an extra day or two to ship because they ran out and have to get it from a... Uh, uh, a warehouse now, um, like a, a shipping warehouse. So, uh, so you have to get it because we uh, we are getting low. <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh, all right, Justin, we appreciate you joining us, and uh, hopefully next time we'll talk about something uh, a little bit more fun, but I think it is very important. Uh, I mean, you you without you, there would be no uh, Connor's Cure and, uh, effort in WWE, whether you get credit for that, you know, whatever, but like you are going to get credit for continuing this conversation about bullying, which is very important. So uh, we do appreciate you coming on and talking about that. Thanks for having me, guys. I appreciate it. All right. Thanks, Justin. That's Justin Roberts. You can follow him on Twitter at Justin Roberts. Go buy his book. We are very low on time, Justin. Yeah, we are. So I'm going to ask you one question about the Superstar Shakeup. All right. Only one? Yeah. Do you care who was on what show? No. I don't either. There was no so storylines. The there were no trades. There were like nothing gonna, special. Just They just came out and, hey, look who's on Raw now. Look who's on SmackDown. So, gonna, I mean, you're going to watch both shows anyway. Yeah, yeah. And so I don't really care who's I'll, on I'll show. I'll tell the Mark Cuban story next week, and maybe we oh, can talk a little a bit more about the uh, shakeup. But it was great to have Justin Roberts on. Congrats for all his success with the book. We'll talk to Dr. Tom Pritchard next week. We will be on at 11 a.m. for some championship radio right here yes. on Sports 56. For C.J. Hurt and Dustin Starr, I'm Kevin Cerrito saying so long from Hyattop, Mount Moriah. Maria Starr, one half of Memphis's power couple, reminding you to tune in every Saturday at 12.05 live on Cerrito Live. It is the only place for weekly wrestling talk on Memphis Radio. My man Dustin Five Star joins Kevin Cerrito every Saturday for the Cerrito Live Wrestling Hour on Sports 56 and 87.7 FM. Guarantee you never miss a show by listening on demand at CerritoLive.com and subscribing for free on iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. Listen every Saturday at 12.05 Live or you're going to Slap City.